This is the Reset MD podcast. We welcome you to join in on our conversations with fellow physicians. Many of us in medicine reach a point in our careers where we want to make a change, hit a reset button. Wouldn't it be nice to have some guidance from colleagues who'd been there too and have pearls of wisdom to share? These well-being conversations will cover a range of topics, thriving in medicine, physician health, burnout prevention, work-life integration, practice optimization, advocacy, and support. And we'll just have some fun doing it. Listen in and start your reset. Hi, welcome back to the Reset MD podcast. I'm Dr. Marion McCrary. I'm one of the co-creators of the podcast, and I'm excited to have a new guest here today. This is Dr. Robin Alley Hay. We met through the Physician Coaching Alliance, and we don't know each other well, but I heard a little bit about her story as a physician and some of the resets that she has made in her life. And I really wanted to be able to share those with you. So I'm so glad that she agreed to be on the podcast. Welcome. Thank you, Marion. It's really great to be here. I usually let our guests introduce themselves. So mm-hmm. I would, would ask you if you could share a little bit about yourself as a physician. And we'll start to get into the resets that might have come up for you along the way for well-being. And we'll just explore what's worked for you and what advice you would give other physicians. Great. That sounds really good. Um, I'm an OBGYN by training and um, I'm a physician coach. And what I do clinically right now is travel to the Himalayas of India to um, take care of a Tibetan Buddhist population that haven't really had Western medicine before, which is really fulfilling, really fulfilling. And otherwise, um, I coach and teach. Yeah, that was one of the unique aspects I remember about your story is the work that you do internationally. How, how did that come up for you? And um, how is that part of your well-being today? Oh my, um, it came up for me just because uh, I had a friend that called me and said, hey, we need a gynecologist to go to India. And I said, oh, okay, I'll go. <laughs> but I had the, the you know, um, where I was in uh, kind of retiring from my career, I uh, had the time and the um, pluck to go, I guess. And um, it just kind of, I had six weeks notice and um, we, uh, we took everything that we needed with us. So I, I traveled with a colposcope in my luggage, which is what you use to visualize the cervix. And um, we do uh, visual inspections in acetic acid there because there's no pap smears. You can't like send it to a lab. So we took everything um, we could with us and um, we just started seeing patients. And they're just the most lovely lovely people and it's been part of my well-being I mean I really got to and by the time I um quit medicine I was really kind of like I'm done I'm just done you know I I've mastered things to do in OBGYN and I'm just like I'm done and I love this coaching so I'm gonna go do that um but it really helped me to reclaim um my passion and my love for medicine 
because people would come into my room and it, we don't speak the same language, right? We have an interpreter there, but it was mostly just meeting um, women just face to face and holding hands. They, they like to hold hands and um, just trying to make out what exactly was going on with them. Um, and seeing this one patient at a time, you know, with very minimal administrative work, um, you're just being doctor there. And um, it was fun to uh, have a pregnant woman come in and measure her belly and then listen to the heart tones, which was something new. Um, so that was just really exciting um, times when we first started, for sure. Yeah, and as you said, you, you kind of were done with how you were practicing medicine previously and looking for something different. You talked about coaching, but then also this opportunity came up where you could kind of take it back to the basics uh, in a way that was a very positive thing to you and the patient, kind of bringing that mm -hmm. those things to them, whether it be something exciting like hearing their baby's heartbeat or whether it being things to them that could be uh, life life uh, saving in a ways of finding uh, cervical cancer or precancers in that way and be able to impact their lives and and kind of just give you a smile on your face again as you said mm -hmm. kind of reconnect with medicine yeah. in that way yeah and yeah. so that's something you continue to do on a regular basis yeah we're going well we didn't get to do it during the pandemic but we're going this summer in um, June. If anybody out there wants to volunteer to be on the medical team, just let me know. <laughs> um, we'll go for a whole month is what we go for. So yeah. um, looking forward to that because we've made such good friends. Um, I have one uh, interpreter. Um, I got to work with her when she was like applying to nursing school. And now she's actually a physician and she's um, in a residency to be an OBGYN. So I'm just really excited about that project um, having those kids you know go through school now and yeah. come back and serve their own communities it's really exciting yeah what's the time frame for which you've been going how long have you have you done this um first went in 2016 okay so okay. I've been four times we didn't get to go the last two times so mm -hmm. this will be our fifth time and we actually got to meet the Dalai Lama in 2017, which was an amazing experience. Um, he's always been one of my teachers. And to have him come to the Sanskar Valley where we were and went to meet with us was just, I don't know, um, there's a presence about him that just has you feel huge compassion and love. Um, and I got to show him my OBGYN room, my little room women's clinic and he walks in and there's like a recessive Annie <clears throat> on the table and then there's a breast model for teaching self-breast exams and then there's all those charts you know of uh, female genitalia and stuff and uh, he's just shook his head and kind of went tsk 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 and um, <laughs> he looked at me and I said you know welcome to my room and he took my hands and um, he took my stethoscope and he blessed it for me. And um, so that was an amazing experience just to see him giggle, just like everybody else when you talk about sex and genitalia and stuff, to see him giggle was fun. <laughs> oh my gosh, what is what such a special situation, you know, 
think of how many people get to do that. And you were able to, to be there in his presence and oh, yeah. hold his hands and laugh with him uh, yeah. in these kind of uh, possibly uncomfortable situations for, <laughs> yeah, for, some, exactly. for some men <laughs> in yeah. that, that way. A Buddhist, a Buddhist monk, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and so blessing your stethoscope, what, um, what was that like? Well, you know, and he says, you know, you must continue this work. So when the Dalai Lama tells you, you must continue this work, you continue this work. I mean, I wouldn't dream of not. Um, and that was just real. Uh, I mean, I was already back in love with medicine, the way medicine is intended to be practiced. And um, that just, I don't know, it, it's people ask me about it. And I'm like, I, I just don't have words for it. Um, the experience. It was so big and so life-changing about all I can say about it, except I was, you know, you're in awe of this person who's so wise, the reincarnation of the Buddha of compassion. I mean, and he just walking and he's, you, you get that he's a simple man, um, a simple monk, but you also get his, his divinity. It's really um, a great experience to meet him. Thank you for sharing that with us. Hopefully we can live a little bit vicariously through your experience in thinking about that uh, while we're listening to this. Well, the last thing I'd like to say about um, the India trips is, is the people there are so appreciative and um, in their Buddhist practice, they pray for all sentient beings, but they also pray for us here in the United States. And so um, I really hope that people keep them in mind um, the Tibetan Buddhists that are sitting on top of the world praying for us. Mm. Um, it's pretty special. That's such a great image when you think about maybe your day not being the way you thought it would be or, or just, you know, it's just a bad day. And to think about having Tibetan monk uh, sitting on top of a mountain praying for you, that there's someone out there who mm -hmm. has you in mind. Um, uh, it's just, um, it's just a wonderful image to have and to hold in your heart as you're thinking yeah. about that. Yeah. And it, it's not just the monks. It's, it's all the people, their practices are. Um, so, I mean, I had several of the interpreter kids say to me, we pray for you all the time. And it was like, oh, people, you know, and, and people back here were praying for the people there, you know, that, that knew that we were going on this project. So it's just really kind of um points to our interconnectedness mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and how we're all one. So, yeah. yeah. And Robin, you mentioned kind of, uh, we'll call, I'll call them resets because that's what the title mm -hmm. of our podcast is, kind of these resets along the way for you um, in leaving your clinical career that you were in as an OBGYN, mm -hmm. um, moving into coaching, and then also kind of doing these other things. Um, when you've gone through these other resets, um, what's been your experience with how they help fulfill you when you've made these changes? Uh, searching for the things that could, you know, again, fulfill, fill that cup up for you. Well, that's a really good question. And I started out asking you, like, I have so many resets, <laughs> which one should I talk about? But um, I think each one of the resets um, was around circumstances. Um, and I think just life happens and we don't necessarily know that we have this plan. I mean, I know I did, I had this plan. I was going to finish residency. I have four kids. 
I was married. I was going to do this practice in this smaller town in Montana and um, live there and be happily ever after, you know, that'd be my happily ever after. And I can remember just loving my job. I mean, I thought who, who in the world gets to do what I get to do? I mean, it's just so fulfilling, but you know, things happen in a marriage and um, circumstances change. And I went through a divorce and um, I was really depressed after that. I mean, like clinically depressed. Um, and I had to reset because it was, I mean, I was suicidal at one point. So I was actually admitted to uh, Menninger's um, mental institution. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And I, I, um, that's the best time I've ever spent. I mean, I, I look back on it and I got to know myself and, um, that I look at it as the best investment I ever made in myself was to say, put up my hand and say, Hey, I'm not, <clears throat> sorry. Hey, I'm not doing very good right now. I need help. Um, it was hard to do, you know, yeah. because we worry about how it's going to reflect on our career and, um, the stigma that goes with it, especially then um was horrible so it was kind of like doing all this in secret mm -hmm. which felt really awful but it was what I needed and so I spent two months there and then entered back into um, practice again in a different location yeah. so I think it's so powerful what you said you know you you asked for what you needed you you instead of just um kind of going further down into that despair and and having that kind of be something that you needed to hide it was I need this for me I need to be able to continue on and so that was such a powerful decision that you made to initiate that reset in that way and 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 be able to move through that and do the work to move through that yeah and and the world didn't end my career didn't end um it was uh, the right thing to do at the time, for sure. Yeah. And it was starting over for me because going through divorce and you know having four kids and having to move to a different town and um, yeah, that was all difficult. And I look back on it and I'm like, how did I ever do that? Well, how did I make it work before that? <laughs> what yeah. could go wrong if you're married to an OBGYN and you have four children? Hello, <laughs> and you're in a small <laughs> town where there isn't really call coverage besides the two of you. So yeah, I, I kind of set myself up to be superwoman. And mm. it's just, it's just not sustainable to do everything. Um, I think we're just, I, I was keeping busy and I was so busy that I kind of lost track of myself, um, really. And that was one of the things that kind of led me to the depressive. I mean, it was like, I disappeared. I was so busy. You were doing all the things that you should do around you, being a doctor, being a mom. And mm -hmm. then and then Robin was just kind of shrinking further and further inside of that. Um, yeah. You were a doer and not and not being you in that situation, Absolutely. in that circumstances we're talking about. Yeah. 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 So that was my first big reset. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I was going to ask you, you know, what what advice would you give other physicians if they felt like they were listening to this were in your same shoes as you were then, but I think you just did it. I think you just mm -hmm. gave us some of those, those pearls just now in terms of like reconnecting with yourself in some way, realizing you're not alone and that you can kind of 
hold the, you know, raise your hand or wave that white flag for a moment and just say, you know, I need to do something different. And then the other thing you said is that, and the world went on and I got Mm -hmm. through it. And so I think a lot of individuals, and you could speak better to this possibly, um, who feel in that situation, that depression, that, you know, almost to the point of feeling like they wanted to um, uh, commit suicide, that they feel really alone and they feel stuck. And just being able to hear someone's story of, of, I was there, but I was able to do one thing or two things. And that was the first steps to being able to get out of that. So I really appreciate you sharing that and, and uh, being um, a voice for that today. Mm, Beautifully put. Thank you. Mm. And then you mentioned your other um, passion, or at least one of the other things that you have been doing is coaching, uh, coaching physicians. And I wonder what that's been like for you. Well, you know, I started coaching um, as part of my um, personal journey, and I know each coach has their own, their story of how they found coaching, um, but I continue to coach and coach physicians because I don't want anybody to be alone in, you know, trying to do it all. I mean, that's kind of still the, the same way for women to be in a full-time career, to have call, to have children. Um, have a husband who's also working, whether they're in medicine or not. Um, So I actually coach as a way to give back. Um, I just feel really strongly that that you don't have to be alone. Um, A coach can journey with you. I mean, of course, there's therapists and there's psychologists and there's psychiatrists for depression. But as far as like burnout and um, wanting to even wanting to advance in your career and not knowing how or whatever it is you're going through to have somebody journey with you and help guide you back to yourself so that you stand empowered um, in yourself as you make choices in your life is so, so well, it's rewarding for me, but it's so important. It's so important. And and as you shared with me some information about that part of recording, you um, mentioned the three words. You mentioned power, purpose, and clarity. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that is exactly what you're talking about. How do you take back that power of being yourself, finding what lights you up, the things that you mm-hmm. said kind of just brought back the joy in what you were doing, and then having that clarity of what's what's important to you, what's important and, and how you can kind of bring that to the world. Yes, that, that is very well put. Exactly. What could be better? How could it be better than that? Exactly. (laughs) I want want all those things. I want them right now. (laughs) And they're work in progress, right? (laughs) Definitely. I mean, that's one thing as a coach, you, you continue to work on yourself and it's, it's a, a way of living. Yeah. Well, for you right now, so thank you for bringing us through some of these um, resets. Um, When you think about the things that you do, other than what we just talked about, um, that really kind of help you stay well, help you stay in a space of thriving and joy. What else works for Robin that you would want to share with folks? Oh, my gosh. What, what immediately comes to mind is nature. It's kind of like, for me, God lives in, lives out 
in the mountains, you know, having been in um, Montana for so many years. Uh, part of the reason I, I moved there was because that's where I see the divine. Um, so I'm trying to get out in nature as much as I can um, is probably that and um, reading and listening to podcasts, you know, um, there's a lot of great self-help books and self-coaching. Um, so I continue to do that. And I write, I write about my experiences, which is so therapeutic to actually go through it and write it down and then, you know, share it with others as you feel comfortable. Yeah, I think that's such a great way to process just our day or, or big things or small things is to be able to give them a voice, whether that's a written, written voice or a spoken, a spoken voice, I would say, Mm -hmm. uh, for ourselves. And then uh, again, that's another way to share what we've learned with others and, and be able to kind of expand that impact of what we found for ourselves. Speaking of, um, as being a writer, um, and and a love of books, what books are you reading right now? What ones would you recommend to our listeners? Well, right now I'm reading um, Kristen Neff's uh, Fierce Self-Compassion. I see you nodding your head. You are- I have it. It's on my bookshelf. I haven't uh, gotten to start it yet. So I'm, I'm looking forward yeah. to it. You know, I really, I like the idea of fierce. It's such a great word. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the one I'm reading right now. And let me see, what else am I reading? Well, I tell you what, I end up telling my clients a lot to read this, read and learn from this one book by Thich Nhat Hanh called Peace is Every Step. And it's the way to enter mindfulness that's accessible. Um, I'm nobody to sit and meditate, you know, Um, I want to be moving. And um, he goes through some like meditations you can do while you're doing your daily things you know, like washing the dishes. Um, I think that book is really a great way to enter into um, a mindful life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think a a lot of times it's hard for some folks to feel like they can sit and do this for a set period Mm -hmm. of time. But using that strategy, we I've always tried to like, put, you know, the put your hand on the door before you go into an exam room and just take a few seconds then, you know, that's mindfulness. That's a practice. How right. do you, how do you kind of incorporate that in the rest of your day? I'll check that out. And yeah. we'll put, we'll put some of these links as you're talking about for books and our notes for this podcast episode. And also the way if, if folks are uh, interested in learning more about the project that you are doing and possibly be a part of that, um, I'll put information on how they can reach you as well. Okay, that sounds great. Yeah. And I just want to mention too that I'm writing a book of meditations for women physicians. So I'm putting it out there in public because it's like, okay, there's something that you have to like jump off um, a cliff when you're putting your written stuff out there. So I'm saying it right here, right now, publicly. <laughs> this is, you're, you're setting your intention. We, yes. It's public. We know about it. Yeah. When, when might we be able to, to read that? The end of May. End of May. Perfect. Well, I'll make sure we link that in there as well. We'll stay in touch because I would love to, I would love to read that myself and be able to share that with other physicians that I mm. work with and, and hopefully, um, can kind of get more people into that mindful space that you're talking about. Yeah. 
Thank you so much, Robin, for being here today and for sharing your story. Uh, and I cannot wait um, to look into some of the things that you've mentioned and learn more about them. And I hope to see you again soon. Okay, thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Thanks for listening in on this conversation at Reset MD. If you'd like to reach out to us and continue the conversation for well-being, email us at resetmdpodcast at gmail.com.